Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning. Aurora, good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.56 a.m. and you are watching Aurora Weather here on Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Hope you all had a great weekend. Yes, it is chilly outside. I know what you're thinking. We have temperatures that you need right behind me and we're going to talk about this this morning as we get ready for another great morning show program. As you can see Above me, there is a chance of rain towards the end of the week, mainly in areas south of I-80. Let's talk about it. Tomorrow, 52 degrees. Don't get crazy. Don't get crazy. A bright, sunny day with the clouds tomorrow. Going to tomorrow night, 30, high 33 degrees for the nighttime. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night. That brings us into Wednesday, 57 degrees, ladies and gentlemen, is the daytime high for Wednesday with a daytime low of 52 degrees. Now, Wednesday will be a uh, sunny day with a little bit of clouds as well. Going into Wednesday night, 43 degrees for the nighttime high, 36 degrees for the nighttime low. There is a small chance of rain on uh, Wednesday night. Now, as we go into Thursday, 54 degrees for the daytime high on Thursday, 46 degrees for the daytime low on Thursday. Thursday will be a overwhelmingly cloudy day, as we can see here. That takes us into a rather mild Thursday night, 33 degrees for the nighttime high, 28 degrees for the nighttime low. The cloudiness on Thursday in the daytime will continue into Thursday night, making it a partly cloudy Thursday night. Let's recap. Once again, today, daytime high, 40, daytime low, 42 degrees, mostly sunny today. Night 52 degrees for the daytime high, 7 degrees for the daytime low. And beautiful, mostly sunny day on Tuesday. Wednesday, 52 degrees for the daytime low, mostly sunny on Wednesday. Low, a little bit of clouds. And then going to Thursday, as we talked about, 54 degrees for the daytime high on Thursday, 46 degrees for the daytime low on Thursday. Now, I do want to pivot back slightly to Wednesday with the daytime high 57 degrees. If you do any barbecuing, call a brother. Once again, that is your date. 
here on Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Aurora Weather We Are Proud is a feature of our show, giving you guys the temperatures that you need. Once again, the weather comes from the National Weather Service of Chicago, delivered to you here on Aurora Weather. Now for some local news updates, you guys. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, as we've mentioned to you guys times before, I encourage you to take part in the city. And one great way to take part in our beloved city is by joining a board and commission. Uh, boards and commissions have vacancies right now. The city of Aurora sees on a number of the boards. By working with the mayor, city council members, and city staff, members of our boards, commissions, and councils become more familiar with the strengths and challenges of the community and can apply their own talents and experiences to improve the quality of life for everyone living in the city of lights. Volunteering to serve on a board or commission or to give back to the community and make a distinct difference as we move Aurora forward. Now, a couple of openings, uh, excuse me, a couple of openings some commissions are the the Sustainable Aurora Board, Permanent Housing Code Committee, Public Art Commission, and the Preservation Commission, just to name a few. So once again, go to the uh, City of Aurora's website and hit the boards and commissions and vacancies. Also follow on Facebook and Instagram well. Next up, we have our special and needed We've got the most needed foods like grains, proteins, ready to make, and fruits and vegetables. And our public collection sites are the East Indian Trail, West Lawn Drive, um, Aurora Fire Department, 370 McCoy Drive, and Phillips. Food Pantry and the Aurora Emergency Management Agency in conjunction with the city of Aurora. Let's get ready for a great show. Let's do it.
2018, and we are here with a fantastic show, new guests, great guests. Let's talk about an uh, uh, awesome organization and the work that they are doing as well. My guests today are Maria Rago and Kristen Portland of ANAD, A-N-A-D, and ANAD stands for the uh, National Association of Anorexia Nervosa and Associated Disorders. And uh, Dr. Maria Rago is the president of ANAD's board of directors, and Kristen Portland is the executive director of ANAD. So great to meet you, ladies. You as great well. to meet you. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, how are we feeling today? How's how's things? How are we how are we doing? It was great to see the weather. <laughs> Thank you awesome. very much. Especially when it's such good weather. Thank you. It is right. The <laughs> one thing it was like storms, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Storms all you day. Brought the good news. So we're uplifted now. Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. It's good to sit uh, and meet you ladies as well. Um, so before we get started, I think a lot of people have traditionally been unfamiliar with eating disorders in general. Besides the stigma that may be attached to them, um, a lot of people have been able to, unable to discern if perhaps they suffer from it, what the signs are. Um, so if we can, uh, tell us about Anad and its history. So we are the oldest eating disorder organization in the U.S. We were founded in 76 in Highland Park by a nurse whose daughter was diagnosed with anorexia. And she started a support group in her living room. And at that time, it was a really radical thing to do. Doctors really believed that patients were going to make each other sick, shouldn't have too much contact. And we've come a very long way since then. We mm -hmm. know that peer support, talking to someone who's been through it, who understands, can be a really huge part of the recovery process. So. Today, we've expanded that living room support group to a network of 17 virtual support groups. They meet weekly, led by volunteers, and we run a mentorship program and offer a helpline available 12 hours a day on weekdays. Wow, amazing, amazing. Um, now, also, there is the, uh, we're going to talk about the This Is My Brave show. Mm -hmm. uh, this Is My Brave show is going to be Tuesday, February 27th um, at 7 p.m for the Anad Presents show. Uh, this event will be held in the Cormac Auditorium at Northwestern University at 1999 Campus Drive in Evanston. And it'll be a uh, live stream for a national audience. Mm -hmm. Great things. Um, now, Dr. Rago, tell, mm -hmm. us about, um, tell us about your involvement in Anad and how did you come to such a great organization? Well, I have to shout out Dr. Pat Santucci. She was the founding board member and doctor that worked with ANAD, and she's still on the board <laughs> right now, ever since 1976. And at that time, people didn't know what eating disorders were at all. And so um, they weren't in the diagnostic manual. No one, no one knew about them. And so she helped revolutionize, revolutionizing people understanding what they are. So. Um, we're honored to work with her and be connected with her. We're glad she's still um, still doing everything for ANAD. Mm -hmm. As part of her retirement, she just does projects for ANAD constantly. Um, need people like that. Need yes. people to carry and help, help the mission to go forward. Mm -hmm. Help the mission to go forward. Uh, now, I do want to read a little bit more uh, real quick about ANAD. Then we're going to talk about some of the, uh, the support services that this great organization has. So... As you mentioned, uh, since 1976, Anad has grown to become the leading nonprofit in the U.S., providing free, free peer-led support services mm -hmm. to anyone struggling with an eating disorder. Uh, and today, Anad serves hundreds of people every week. The work is made possible by the divorce, diverse board of staff, uh, generous donors, and a nationwide network of volunteers who understand firsthand the ups and downs of the recovery journey. Um, 
Now, here's some statistics. An estimated 9% of the population, or 28.8 million Americans, will have an eating disorder in their lifetime. Fewer than 6% of people with eating disorders are medically diagnosed as underweight. Um, uh, and it talks about BMI and the, and the higher risk and everything. What have you ladies in your experiences um, with, with these numbers and statistics, um, how do you take this or get information from the public? These virtual calls are just one way, right? And when you meet people, what are the stories that you hear? You know, I think one thing that's really important for the community to know is that people have this assumption that eating disorders are only these skinny, white, young girls. Mm -hmm. And so they're shocked when they find out that that's not the majority of eating disorders. People have binge eating disorder, people have bulimia, and I define eating disorders as you could ask yourself the question, what percentage of your time do you spend thinking about food, weight, and body image? Mm. There's a lot of people struggling with that. So it's, it's not just what you assume. You know, you assume you can tell by someone's body what they're going through. You know, really every single person has a body mm -hmm. and every body has a story. Right. So we, so, you know, one message I think Anna really wants to get out there is stop judging people for their body. Right. Start accepting your own body and other people's bodies. Right. You could even do this uh, assignment for yourself that, you know, ask yourself how often are you judging people's bodies? Hmm. And then ask, you know, you become aware of it. Go, when you go to the airport, you know, are you looking at what people's bodies are? And then you make these assumptions like, oh, this person must eat a lot. Right. This person must not eat a lot. This per, you know, and, that's not really true. Right. I remember um, recently, you know, that show, The Biggest Loser. Yes. They looked at um, people after The Biggest Loser and showed that their metabolisms were so messed up from all those activities that they had to eat such a little amount of food to keep that weight loss that they accomplished. And Amazing. so it's like a painful life. And that's where I think, you know, people justify um, that we can put people down for their weight if they're overweight. But we have to realize that we're making all these assumptions and they're, most of them aren't even true. Right. Another right. important thing to remember is that eating disorders are not all or nothing. There is a spectrum here. You're not either completely sick, 100% diagnosable, or you have a perfect relationship to food in your body. Right. Everyone exists somewhere in between. No one is all or nothing. And the thing that we really want to put out there is that it's okay to reach out for help if you're struggling at all, even right. if you're not at a rock bottom if you haven't been diagnosed. It's okay to get help for disordered eating, for disordered exercise, for being unhappy with your relationship with food in your body. Right. And that's why we do so much work to connect people who have been there with so many different experiences to people in the community who need that help. Right. We have identity-based groups for folks in the LGBTQ community, BIPOC community, people in larger bodies. We have groups designated for older adults and teens and adolescents because bringing your life experience to a room of people who understand, it creates a shorthand. It makes it easier to talk about what you're going through. And that's why what we're doing is so powerful. Yeah. When, um, you know, I, I'm, it, it strikes me too. So in prepping for this mm -hmm. and having the notes and, and all of our material before this, I started reading it and I started thinking about and kind of identifying, uh, some of my own biases and, and, and thoughts and misinformation that I had personally. You know, I was always under the impression that the only people suffering from this were, you know, um, 
you know, young girls, but you know, before the age of eighteen or something like that, who wanted to be like um, skaters and, and, and athletes, severely trying to make sure that they were in a weight class. That is wrong. That is wrong. I had the wrong impression about the type of people who were um, suffering with this. So it, it is, at least for me, it is very humbling to to see that, like, wow, there's so many people out there who I may have been in contact with and didn't know mm-hmm. that they were having these issues yeah that's why I really like the definition of how much time do you spend thinking about food weight and body image Mm -hmm. because then it's like you know you don't even know what body they have it doesn't really matter right it matters what's going on inside their mind and their heart and you know having an eating disorder you know what what people tell us is that it's very painful it's a very difficult life and they're almost like in a prison and yet we know all these people that broke out of that prison now that are our mentors and giving back mm-hmm. so it, it's important because when people have an eating disorder sometimes they literally feel I'm never going to recover right and so then we can bring back people that did recover and say that's not true you can recover and they can give you steps that they've done so our support groups are powerful our mentorships are powerful and our helpline is awesome because people can call when they're having a hard time and they want to be able to accomplish something maybe they want to mm-hmm. accomplish their dinner but they're scared and they're overwhelmed and they can call the hotline and get talked through. And also over 70 percent of people with eating disorders also have other conditions most Mm -hmm. commonly anxiety and mood disorders. All plays in. It all plays a factor Mm -hmm. in what we're talking about. Anorexia has the highest case mortality rate and second highest crude mortality rate of any mental illness. Now I now I want to plant a flag because I wasn't familiar. What's crude mortality rate? How's that different from your what is crude mortality rate? <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the difference. I think one is like across a lifetime, okay, and the other one is like on a daily, like on a okay. d- daily discrete basis. I'll do my I'll I'll follow up on that. <laughs> um, and ten thousand two hundred deaths each year are the direct result of an eating disorder. That's one death every fifty two minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That is a lot of people. Um, so. Let's talk about now some of our Pierce uh, support groups and services. Mm-hmm. Um, the mentorships. Talk yeah. about the mentorships. So our mentorship program pairs a trained volunteer with a mentee who has the support of some sort of therapist, dietitian, medical professional to make sure that they are appropriate for the program and serve as an emergency contact if we think that that mentee might need a little bit more help than a volunteer can provide. And they work together for six months, and the mentee is the one really focused on setting their goals. Okay. Um, that's a key factor of this program. We want to take away the power dynamics. People working on recovery often get told what to do a lot. Uh, this is how we want your body to change. This is how we want you to eat. These are the kinds of therapies you're going to take. But when you're working with a mentor, the mentee gets to set those goals. and they can be tangentially related to eating disorder recovery too. It can be, I want to be more social. I want to be present with what's going on right now. I want to not be scared of going out with my friends. And the mentor connects with them and figures out small steps to work towards those goals. And they spend six months together and we've gotten a lot of really incredible feedback from that program. Six months together. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and it's beautiful Hands to watch. On. That's because immersive. They yeah. Set the goals, and then their mentor reports back and says they met their goals. 
That's nice. They set their goals, and then I helped them, and they accomplished them. So we're yeah. so excited to be part of that. It's powerful for the volunteers as well. Mm. Um, now, the let's talk about next the Approach Guide series. Tell us mm. about that. We have quite a few of those, okay. um, and those are all essentially free downloadable PDFs that we collaborated with different professionals on. Uh, Dr. Santucci wrote one about pregnancy. One of our volunteers wrote one about the stages of change and how people supporting someone with an eating disorder can kind of identify and support them through those stages of change, whether they're thinking about getting ready to change, not really there yet, or really ready to change, or maybe even backsliding, because that is a normal part of the process. Mm. And they're all free on our website. We, we add more. There's usually one or two that pop up every year, and okay. we go through and refresh old ones. But it's a great, easy-to-access uh, resource, really targeted at different areas of the recovery community. Okay. Then I have the helpline here. Mm -hmm. um, the helpline offers connections to eating disorder support near you and a warm voice when you need it. If you'd like a referral to a professional or group, you just need to talk for a moment, 888-375-7767. Uh, the number again is 888-375-7767. Uh, the time is 9.16 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And our guests today are Dr. Maria Rago and Kristen uh, Portland. So I have a question here. I want to know what you ladies think about it. Is, you know, eating disorders and... A person's image have been tied together as we as we talked about we are in a different age now and have been quite some time with social media and different things like that is social media exacerbating these issues or it, is that helping what, what it do you definitely think about that? is okay. worldwide okay you know the last last year we went to the Academy of Eating Disorders conference and a woman was presenting from Japan mm -hmm. And her findings were all about social comparison really makes eating disorders worse. So especially for young people, high right. school students, middle school, college, when they look at their phone more and more and more, they get this message like, wow, these people are really skinny. They have a perfect body. They have a great personality. They're really funny. And then they feel doubtful about themselves. Right. So for sure, that social comparison process is, is something that makes people feel worse about their body. And also, there's so much isolation you know, with COVID that right. we just all went through, yep. those younger people and everyone just can tend to deal with the isolation, which can make them depressed and really anxious and, um, you know, just kind of makes mm -hmm. them feel trapped. And so body image issues can be really big in both of those areas. Wow. Mm -hmm. And is that, um, are a lot of people mentioning that too when they do reach yes. out? Yes, yes. Okay. And okay. even things like feeling like, you know, like, they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. So you see like nervous activities like compulsive exercise or compulsive eating or mm -hmm. restricting food, you know, just like, like even if you do studies in the lab and you have a rat in a cage and you do different things to the rat, it's like eating and exercising and right. having all these effects. And we're that same way. Right. <laughs> we're, we're struggling too. Yeah. Um, I did see that uh, this, it's been a while, but like, um, you know, Instagram was like sued. Because they saw the negative yeah. effect that, you know, it was particularly on, on young ladies, but uh, that it was having on people. I mean, people were um, harming themselves, trying to keep up with mm -hmm. what they're seeing, the image, and really taking that to heart. Uh, it didn't break down on, you know, eating disorders and everything like that. But if, if you see that a social media giant is responsible 
for the well, the, the ill feeling that young people have, I mean, it, it, it makes you think that a lot of this could be also part of that too. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't mean to cut you off if I did. No, it, it's absolutely true. And a large part of it is the ad revenue because you see influencers selling things, you see ads for diet pills, workout plans, yep. apps, and they're being served. You get into this cycle, the second you look at one fitness video, all of a sudden you're seeing this over and over. And the advice we give people to you know, curate your feed, report things you don't like, mm -hmm. opt out, it still requires them to engage with that material, which can be a really difficult thing if you're already struggling. Right, uh, okay, now there's, uh, there are disorder statistics for marginalized and underrepresented populations. This is important to this show because um, with many things, jobs, housing, opportunities, there has been a underrepresented population. Again, this is another one of those things that stuck out to me when getting ready for this. I'm like, man, that I, didn't, I never thought about this too. Um, while BIPOC people are affected by eating disorders at similar rates overall, as their white peers. They're about half as likely to be diagnosed. Why is that? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Doctors are badly trained in eating disorders overall, and when you bring unconscious bias and biases and stereotypes sure. to the treatment and diagnostic process, it harms people who don't fit the stereotypes of what right. doctors are looking for. Right. Uh, BIPOC patients with eating and weight concerns are significantly less likely to be asked about eating disorder symptoms by their doctors than are non-minority patients. Um, and members of the LGBTQ plus community are at a higher risk of having an eating disorder than heterosexual people. Um, overall, LGBTQ plus youth are three times more likely to have an eating disorder when compared to their straight peers. Um, wow, and is this information on the website mm -hmm. as well? Okay. All of these along with a lot more statistics and all of the citations are on our stats page, which can be found on the Get Informed section of our website. Okay. Now, I saw that you, um, the organization, also does um, take volunteers. How can, mm -hmm. how, can, how can any interested members of our community take part and join or not? Yes. I want y'all to do that. Do that. <laughs> do it. Please volunteer. Please volunteer. <laughs> we, we can support as many people as we have volunteers to do so. And we, we train people. We don't expect you to come to us knowing how to lead a support group or knowing how to be a mentor or answer a helpline. We do that training. Mm -hmm. So mentorships and support group uh, volunteer positions are open to anyone who has themselves recovered from an eating disorder. Okay. And we, we talk about what that means. There's, there's a lot to recovery, healing, but we ask that they be you know healed for about two years. And then we have a training process. We'll interview you. There's an online portion, a live section where you get to role play with other volunteers before you start volunteering and we have an ongoing supervision to make sure that no one is doing this off on their own even though we're a virtual organization our volunteers get together at least once a month with someone to go through what's going well 
what's been a challenge, workshop some skills, and bring it back to our community. You, you know, something cool too is that when people are trying to recover, they find out that they can be a mentor in the future and then that helps motivate mm -hmm. them to recover because they're like, I want to be that person on the other side of this and then so they can bring something good back to the world. Absolutely. Yeah. It's strength. Mm -hmm. as, uh, mm -hmm. as Colin Powell once said, positivity is a force multiplier. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, now, with the little bit of time we got, so tell us about the This Is My Brave show. If I'm going to watch the show, what will, what will yes. I see? What will I see? You will be so excited. <laughs> yes. It is so awesome. It'll be like watching the wedding. We've been watching the dress <laughs> rehearsals, and they're yes. amazing. Nice, so nice. So much talent and nice. heart. Yeah. So This Is My Brave uh, is going to be a show featuring people telling their stories. Okay. Um, we have 21 individuals who are going to be getting up and talking about what they experienced, what they went through. We have people who are going to be singing. We have someone doing stand-up comedy about it. Uh, we've got essays, poems. And like Maria said, we've been watching the dress rehearsal process, and they're incredible. Right. These, these people have such powerful stories, and I'm really, really excited that they're going to be there. Um, like you said earlier, we're going to be at Northwestern University um, in their McCormick Theater, and we're also going to be streaming virtually. Because okay. again, with as a national organization with a nationwide audience, we weren't going to limit this to just one specific spot. So it's going to be about two hours, um, and I I really can't wait. We've never done anything like this before, and I, I think really? it's going to be incredibly okay. powerful. Yeah. Okay. Well, the time is now, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, great stuff. So um, I think with the little bit of time that we have left, let's mention the WBDC too. Tell mm -hmm. us about the organization's work and tying in with the WBDC. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, we have two of um, the WBDC um, professionals are also on our board. Okay. Just as a way to help out Minerva and Kristen Gehrig, and mm -hmm. they are um, they're just always helping guide us with our own business of our charity, right. making sure they guide us, helping it run smoothly. And um, we just appreciate collaborating with them. And if anybody doesn't know about the WBDC, they do have a headquarters in Aurora directly, and they are available for, for entrepreneurs in the community. So if you're starting your own business or you want advice, they will help you with capital, marketing, finance, um, my own business, personally, Rago and Associates is in this area, and I went to the WBDC for help, too, okay. because I oh, I know psychology, and those are the classes I want to take in college, right. and I kind of shied away from the finance accounting. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was like, I better get, I better step up my game, WBDC has free help. Right. I mean, can you even imagine? Like, they have MBAs and, you know, people that have been in the corporate world and they give free services. Right. And you don't even have to be a woman. You can be anyone. They Absolutely. don't close it to anyone. So if you're starting a business or if you're running a business and you're coming across things that are making you worried or stressed out, you can just call WBDC or just go to their, uh, go to their website and set up an appointment and it's free. Yes, you guys have seen Kristen Garrick and Minerva Kalatayud on our show many times. And as you know, the WBDC has an ongoing presence on Good Morning Aurora and Buenos Dias Aurora. So we're always happy to share the information that they have with you guys on our uh, social media channels as well. I want to say thank you very much to Dr. Rago and Kristen Portland for coming on today to talk to us about ANAD, ANAD, the National Association 
of anorexia nervosa and associated disorders. This information, along with the links to the uh, This Is My Brave show and the website as well, will be in the description of this video. Right now, we're going to go to a commercial, and we'll be right back with more local news and great stuff. Stay tuned. The Community Foundation was created by a group of people who got together and wanted to make a difference. 75 years later, the Community Foundation makes a huge impact on the lives of hundreds, if not thousands, of people in the community. All started with the small but promising beginnings of just a few people who wanted to do something good. The Community Foundation is made up of all the citizens, really, who want a better community. And really, anyone who wants to do good in the community but doesn't know how to do it, the Community Foundation is the perfect solution because for 75 years we've been making an impact by connecting donors that care with causes that matter. So it's multifaceted and it's an organization that isn't there just to serve a certain small constituency or a special need, but rather the community as a whole. So many generous donors have left a legacy with us because we are a trusted resource and we make being philanthropic an easy task. In my mind, it always seemed like a really complicated process. Here, it's, it's just effortless. The Community Foundation does all the administrative work for you. I just make a phone call, they're on it, they, they get back to me right away. It's been seamless. Our scholarship program is just incredible. I had no idea the impact that the foundation has on these kids. You know, some of these districts that we're working with here are some of the neediest districts in the state. It renews your faith in humanity, you know. I was the first one ever in my family to go to college. The scholarship from the Community Foundation has impacted my life and my wife's life in many ways. As you can see, it still brings a tear to my eye. Without their assistance, we can't do the work that we are meant to do for the citizens of the Fox River Valley community. You can invest your money in people. You invest it in people and you hope and believe that the return will be great. Someone opened the door for you at some point in your life and it's incumbent upon you, it's your duty to help open the door for others and you do that through service. Not your bank's top priority? Here at Wintrust, we take a different approach to banking. No hidden fees or runarounds, but a true banking partner focused on your unique financial goals. Whether you're opening your first account, found your dream home, planning for the future, or starting a business, we have the financial solutions to get you there. Stop settling and start experiencing a better way to bank. Wintrust. Different approach, better results. All right, the time is 9.30 a.m. We are back. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, we had great guests right now. I want to say good morning to Tracy Duran and DJ Spanky D. How y'all doing? I was just looking at you guys in the chat. Hey, good morning, Aurora. Good morning, my brother Curtis. Luz Elna Brambilla Guerrero, good morning to you. Saul Olivas is here. Good morning. Thank you, Aaron, for the mic. Appreciate that. What was the comment about Wednesday? Appreciate that, you guys. Well, we got a... Uh, we got a better mic. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Uh, shout out to Alex and the, the tech team here. We got the mic squared away. Okay. 
Uh, also, Jennifer Ryan Mason, good to see you, and Norma Peterson as well. So we got the local news for you guys. Uh, don't forget, Good Morning Aurora has trivia coming up for you guys this Friday. Um, it's going to be a shorter show. We got a great guest on Friday, um, on Friday as well, so get ready for that. Here's the local news, you guys. Uh, don't forget, early voting for the March 19th primary election is open and already going on, already taking place. I encourage you to vote. I tell you that all the time. If you're watching this show, you need to vote and take part in the community. Uh, two locations for you to get familiar with. Geneva, 719 South Batavia Avenue, Building B. Aurora, right here downtown, 5 East Downer Place, Suite F. That is the uh, Kane County Circuit Clerk location in between Subway and the GAR building, right down the street from us here. Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. are the hours through March 1st, and additional hours and locations open up on March 4th. For more information, you can go to Kane County Clerk at uh, Facebook or the long... Uh, you know, website that they got there. They make it so long. They could just do a bit.ly, but you know, I don't, I don't work for them. So anyway, we'll post this so that you guys can see this as well. And don't forget to vote. All right. Coming up next, our friends of the Rush Road Home Program for Veterans are hiring for an intake clinician. Now I'm going to tell you something about this. You will work directly with veterans, their families, and their loved ones. Ale Hernandez is a personal friend of ours. We have many friends who work here. This is a great way to get involved and support and serve our veterans. Conducting intake assessments and multi, in a multidisciplinary outpatient setting, intake assessments consist of a biophysical intake and diagnostic interview as well as case management duties. The qualifications are there on the uh, left side of this flyer and you can also apply to Jennifer underscore Coleman at rush.edu. We will continually, uh, continuously share this flyer and this information so that you guys can see it. The time is 9.32 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We had a great interview right now with the team of Anad, A-N-A-D. Get ready to see more of this great organization. All right, next up, project management for small business. Uh, February 29th is the day for this workshop. This workshop will be taking place at the Cotton Seed Creative Exchange located here in downtown Aurora. Now, the Cotton Seed Creative Exchange is a fantastic shop with wonderful merchandise from local vendors. That is the key. Uh, the key thing that's important about the uh, Cotton Seed Creative Exchange. Stephen Thompson will be presenting this. He's a speaker and certified author. It'll be from 6 to 8 p.m. once again on the 29th of February. And the uh, registration is via the QR code on this flyer. You guys can see it right there, bottom left-hand side of the flyer. Please register, sign up, go to this event. You will not be disappointed. All right, all right. Kristen Gehrig is here. Hi, Kristen Gehrig. Good to see you guys. Thank you. I'm glad you guys can hear me loud and clear. Luz, Elena Brambilla Guerrero was the last person who did the weather for us. Get ready to see more great people doing it. All right. Now, the city of Aurora's, um, or excuse me, our volunteer workshops are coming up once again for the Neighbor Project. Um, these volunteer workshops are going to be taking place twice a month on Sundays. We are going to start opening up more days during the week, most likely right now from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., that's TBD. But the next one coming up is going to be on the 10th of March. And uh, the volunteer workshops are great. They're going to be from 10 a.m. to noon on Sundays, every other Sunday in the month, as long as weather is permitting. Coffee, water, and donuts will be provided. 
If you want to sign up, volunteer, and take part in some of these great activities, text 331-256-7782. Text the word volunteer, volunteer to 331-256-7782. You'll get a message back with more details on how to move forward. These events are special because a lot of the families who um, are, um, a lot of the families who benefit from these workshops or who live in some of the buildings where we do these workshops or world relief families. Some of them are immigrants. And uh, it's really powerful when they see people who don't look like them helping them out. It means a lot. Once again, the uh, 10th and the 24th are the next dates. All right. City of Aurora's community feedback opportunity, affordable housing study survey is still live. Now, I've been telling you about this for like three weeks now. Curtis, uh, the survey, man, we know. Do you know? Have you done the survey yet? If you haven't, I encourage you to do so. This community affordable housing study will cover uh, such topics as home ownership, rental housing, future housing needs, housing development, and housing rehabilitation. The, the link is live until February 23rd, so please take part in this. The city offers multiple community participation opportunities, including the survey, open houses at three locations, and one-on-one -on -one meetings with city staff. Uh, this survey is also in Spanish. On the right-hand side of this flyer is the Spanish instructions as well. So please take part in this. Once again, the link is up until the 23rd of this month. The survey is about five, six minutes long. Okay. Now, we told you guys about broadband efforts that the uh, state of Illinois, in conjunction with the Illinois Broadband Lab and also ILDCEO, the Illinois Department of Commerce and Educational Opportunity, broadband and connectivity is a key pillar and a priority this year. So all Aurora residents, help get, out the, uh, help get the Illinois broadband map right. There's three things that you can do to help out. Number one, confirm what internet speed your household subscribes to and write that down. Number two, visit beadchallenge.org and click start to run a speed test. And number three, fill in your name, email, zip code, address, and speed you currently subscribe to and submit that, repeat that two more times on separate days. If you have questions, you can email broadband at illinois.gov or visit the links to the adjoining information on this flyer. This flyer has been shared on our social media. We'll keep sharing it. Um, today to get started. So please take care of this and uh, join in with your information to let it be known how we can get internet right in our state. All right, so health information for you guys. So the um, City of Aurora's African American Health Coalition has a annual health fair coming up. It's gonna be Saturday, March 23rd from 9 a.m. to noon. It's going to be at 1150, excuse me, 150 West Illinois Avenue, which is the Prisco Center. There will be vendors a, um, and free health screenings as well. And it's a free event, open to the public, as all of the uh, events are. This organization does a whole lot to help people, um, you know, access and receive health care. Very important in our community. A lot of people are reluctant to reach out. So sometimes they let problems get exacerbated into emergencies. That's the kind of thing that we want to stop doing. We want to stop barriers to health. We want to stop people from living the best life um, the, or the best life that they possibly can. One way to do that is with a free event like this with community vendors like yourself taking part in a cause greater than all of us. So once again, please save the date for this. It's the 17th annual African-American Health Coalition 
Health Fair, 17th annual. I was at the last one. It was really well done. Uh, State Representative Barbara Hernandez was there as well supporting uh, all of these efforts. So please, once again, ladies and gentlemen, come on out. If you, if you or someone you know has questions about their health and want, it, uh, want them answered in a, in a safe way with care and empathy, I encourage you to come out to this Saturday, March 23rd, 9 a.m. to noon. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the news for the day. Um, we had a, a fantastic episode, man. This week starts off a whole lot of great, great new things. Uh, Amy Dermott, good morning to you. Cindy Morales, good morning to you. Claudia Lopez, good morning to you as well. I've got a couple of updates to tell you guys about. Proud to say Document the Abuse will be there. Shouts out. That's right. Document the Abuse is a fantastic organization. Our dear friend Norma Peterson is the executive director. Um, we've got DVSA communities coming up on Buenos Dias Aurora sometime very soon. Maybe this, I think maybe next week or maybe this week. Um, but I want to announce a couple things to you guys. Our shows are going to be taking um, a, a, a new way, a new look, and a new format. Both Good Morning Aurora and Buenos Dias Aurora are going to mirror each other, and we are now moving into what I am proud to announce is the phase of normalization with both of our shows and programs. Those of you who've been watching our show um, since, uh, since the beginning know that we have hit our four-year milestone this year. Uh, coming up in May will be our four-year anniversary of our program, what we're doing here. Um, in addition to that, I'm really happy to say that now we're at the place where the shows, both shows are going to become more, uh, more fluid. Things are working out. Things are working better. Standardizing. That's what we're doing. We're in the normalization period, and it, it, it took a long time to get here, but I'm very glad that we are here. Now, besides that, we're going to be in the community a whole lot more this year. As a matter of fact, next week, we're going to be in two locations. Um, on Monday of next week, we will be at Bardwell Residences, talking to the team over there, doing some cool stuff, having a good morning uh, with, the, with the team over there. And then on Wednesday of next week, we're going to be at Java Plus Coffee Shop, 1677 Montgomery Road, doing a live show from there. That's what you're going to see as well. You're going to see a lot more live in the community activity with our morning shows, both of them. Um, so we are proud, and I want to say thank you very much to everyone who has been watching our shows and following the information and helping us grow the shows. Really big. Lastly, uh, the last thing I want to leave you guys with is that uh, with efficiency, with doing things right, with uh, doing things better, opportunity comes with that as well. So. Our trivia portion, we're, we're proud to announce, is growing and getting bigger and better. Thank you very much to the Fab Five DJs for giving us a great gift uh, for our family last week when it comes to tickets. But the trivia portion is growing, and also we're going to be doing even more programs. That's right, more programs. We are going to be producing a whole lot more content, a whole lot more different dynamic stuff. So you're going to see a change in Good Morning Aurora and Buenos Dias Aurora. You're going to see a change with the way the shows flow. You're going to see a change with what you see, the information that you hear, the people that you see represented, the places that would be. All of that is going to change and get better. The city of Aurora is doing a whole lot of great stuff. With that great stuff, we also have team, uh, team members who we're looking for as well. So don't forget that there still is an opportunity for a uh, weather girl and support host on our Buenos, on our sister program, Buenos Dias Aurora. And I'm going to announce that we have a uh, we have a new staff member who started today. His name is Connor. 
you guys will see Connor coming up here uh, really soon. Right now, he's, uh, you know, he's behind the scene learning. That's what he's doing. He's peeping the flow, right? Checking out how it runs. But get ready to see Connor and get ready to see a lot more of him. Connor will be in charge of Buenos Dias Aurora activity scheduling and calendar on the back end. But Connor is going to be in the field with us capturing great stuff. The uh, youth sports program, City of Aurora Youth Family Festival, all that's going on. We will be there. I want to say thank you very much to uh, Tracy Duran and other people in the community for getting us in contact with Mr. R.J. Ogren. That video is live now. R.J. Ogren is a famous, renowned, and very talented former Disney artist with his wife Suzanne. The interview was fantastic. It's it's probably one of the best. It's probably one of the best interviews I've done in top five. Seriously. That's live on our YouTube channel. I encourage you guys, hit the link, check it out. And if you have not yet subscribed to our Facebook page or YouTube channel, please subscribe. Every subscriber helps us grow our show. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, the time is now 9.43 a.m. Tracy Duran says she loved the on-site R.J. Ogren interview. Glad we got to interview him. Curtis, hope you have a great week. It's great to catch up on this GMA. Uh, Thank you very much. Have a great off day, Saul Olivas. And uh, this is great news. Welcome, Connor. Good morning to uh, Connor. The people love him and uh, can't wait to be at the fourth anniversary. This is such a huge accomplishment. Thank you guys very, very much. Um, So I got information for the party. The fourth anniversary party of Good Morning Aurora will be at McCarty Mills. May 17th is the initial party. But the next day, May 18th, we're doing a brunch thing at McCarty Mills. Stay tuned for the flyer. Stay tuned for the details. The four-year anniversary party for Good Morning Aurora this year is a two-day affair. Night party followed by a brunch thing in the morning. We don't know what the brunch thing is going to be yet, but it's going to be fly. Trust me, you guys. All right. Time is 944. We're going to wrap it up a little bit earlier today so we can uh, speak with Connor, continue the great work that we're doing, and also hit the uh, community to see some of you great community members today. As you guys know, this show is special for a specific reason. It's the only show that you can watch and take part in what you see in it. So with that being said, we are going to meet some of the people who watch this show today, right now after this show, and work on a project and other projects to do what we can to help families and households in Aurora. That news is always is coming soon. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great rest of the day. Thank you for watching, and Good Morning Aurora will return tomorrow with the weather, and then on Wednesday with another great show. Take care of yourself and each other. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.